Hello and welcome to Cafe Artichoke. I'm Scott Cunningham, the Managing Director of OregonMusicNews.com and we're here continuing our series of video podcasts with couples in the music scene here in the Portland, Oregon area. Today we're pleased to have with us Mark and LaRonda Steele from the Steele Family Band and uh, like to welcome the two of you to, to the podcast and thank you for doing this. Well, thanks thank for having us. Yeah. yeah. Um, so music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of your life, right? It's uh, full time. It's a full time occupation for the two of you, right? Yes. It's a, it's a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot of it. Yeah. 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 Now I know, Lorena, you've got a background in gospel music and mm -hmm. and growing your musical interests and abilities out of the church, mm -hmm. but and I want to come back to that. Mark, I've got less of a feel for your musical background and mm -hmm. kind of what, how you ended up playing the keys and even the two of you meeting and, and forming this beautiful collaboration that you've got. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I, I, yeah, I, uh, I started playing piano when I was a little kid. You know, I grew up with my grandparents and they always had music on in the house and they were both musically inclined, you know. So, uh, and there was a piano in the house, you know, and, and my dad uh, is actually a jazz musician in Seattle, and, uh, and so I, I, I went on to that, you know, but the path was pretty secular, you know, right. so it went from, uh, from uh, pop tunes to, to progressive rock to, uh, I said that disrespectfully, I should have said progressive rock. Well, well, I, I, well, there's a, a lot of contributions mm -hmm. to music across the board yeah. mm -hmm. from, from a lot of different places. Yeah. I, I, and yeah, coming out of Seattle, you lived in Seattle during this time? I, I, no, I actually grew up on the Willapaw Harbor. Okay. I grew up with my grandparents. Okay. Um, but but uh, so you couldn't escape the progressive rock scene. You couldn't escape it, yeah. and it was, yeah. it was, yeah, and it, it was good. And, you know, Keith Emerson kind of sounded a little like Oscar Peterson when he tried. So, <laughs> so, uh, um, so then, yeah, so then I got into jazz, you know. A lot of PBS, man. Yes. PBS is, is great. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and for those of us who aren't as familiar with New Orleans music, we're talking about Porter, mm -hmm. Batiste, and Stoltz. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I heard a lot of different kinds of music, everything from classical. I like Chopin a lot, you know. Not that I can execute it that well, but I'm a, I'm a, I appreciate yeah, it. Well, he, there's a lot of imitators, and I'm, I'm not sure anyone can do it like he did. Yeah, right, yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, then, then, you know, when we got married, there was des definitely a, a gospel influence. And it's gotten to be where that's, I think, my main gigs are gospel now. Right. Yeah. yeah. Church, church things. And, I, and I, lo I love the music, you know. So you grew up as, about as far away from water as you possibly could. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, coming from Oklahoma. Grew up in the dust. Yes. yes. Grew, up, grew up in the dust. <laughs> the red dirt, the, red clay dirt. Red, yeah. red clay dirt with... Uh, uh, farms around and yeah. uh, corn stalks yeah. out, of, out of the great Midwest Plains. Yes, thunderstorms and tornadoes. Thunderstorms yeah. and tornadoes. We don't have as many of those here. No, I kind of miss that in a way. I miss the loud thunderstorms that just shake the roof. Yeah. You know, the house where you're afraid the lightning is going to come through the, you know. So. Yes, yes <laughs> you are. I, I remember those days growing up in Indiana. Yeah. Yeah. So, how, how did you? gravitate toward music? Oh, like Mark, um, there's music always in the air. Um, my mother um, and her sisters were singers with, uh, my grandfather was a, a Baptist evangelist. And so okay. 
they sang together when he when he would go out to preach. So they sang a cappella, and I was involved with a, a Church of Christ, which um, that philosophy believes in no musical instruments, just the voice. Mm -hmm. So early on, you hear um, you hear the the chords and you hear the voice being this beautiful instrument. And then later on, we moved to a Baptist church, and they had instruments and learned to love the piano and. There wasn't much to do in Oklahoma but go to church and go to school right. and listen to the radio and watch TV. So that's, we just grew up singing, grew up listening to the radio, right. yeah. So what kind of music did you listen to on the radio? Oh my gosh, it changed. Um, but first I would listen to, uh, um, you know, there was one black station in Oklahoma where they listen, you know, R&B station. Well, that was pretty progressive of <laughs> Oklahoma, yeah. you know. And it was on the AM dial, yes. so you gotta, gotta. Well, well the, in that, in that time, that's, the AM dial's where the hip kids hung out anyway. Okay, I didn't know I was hip yes. at the time. Yes. I was just trying to put the radio and the antenna <laughs> just right, because at certain times of night, you'd have to move the radio and the antenna. So I listened to a lot of R&B at first, and then, oh my goodness, I fell in love with rock and roll, classic rock, because the boys were so pretty. <laughs> they, you know, like like um, Duran Duran and even like Quiet Riot. I liked uh, Van Halen, Ario Speedwagon. Yeah. Everybody was so pretty in their hair. And at one point I had, I would buy the magazines and I had posters all over my walls and my family would come in like, what is this? What, is, what kind of music is this you like? But I loved it. Right. And then gravitated more back to R and B and different styles because of the um, because of the uh, melodies and the rhythms of the R and B music. So all of that mixed in while singing gospel too. Right. But I love my rock and roll. I love rock and roll. Yeah. So that sets the two of you up for this interesting fusion mm. of in terms of your ability to carry a song that's got a lot of punch to it in terms mm -hmm. of the R&B angle mm -hmm. on top of the gospel angle, and then you bringing Emerson, Lake, and Palmer into yeah. the picture, or, or, or Steve Winwood. Yeah, yeah. Quite sure. So you, you've got all of that. Tell us how you met and kind of how you ended up performing together. Oh. She's, she's going to hate this story, but... Because... It well, it's, I won't, I won't, I no, won't, I won't say No, go on and tell the folks what you thought. What I thought, okay. <laughs> well, I was actually playing in, a, in an R&B band at the time, and she had come in with uh, some of her friends. Right. And this was before she had met Norman Sylvester, you know. She, mm -hmm. had, she had done something. I think she, you had done the Blues Festival prior to that with Janice or something. Yeah, I met uh, Ken Berry was Ken, the first uh -huh. musical uh, okay. person that I met, and through him, I, uh, Janice worked closely with Ken Berry and World Arts Foundation. And she is, she was um, a singer's piano player. I mean, she just, she loved to accompany vocalists and I had the opportunity to meet her then, right. yeah. But she, she, was, uh, she was in the place, it was Shadons, was that what it was? Shadons. And, uh, and uh, I was in an R&B band and, and we, we were playing and the guys in the band knew uh, LaRonda and, and the two girls she was with at the time. Yeah. They mostly knew the two girls. And mostly knew the two girls. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and she came in and sat in, you know, and she sounded, you know, how she sounds. Right. You know. yeah, I, so, I, I didn't uh, know. I was, uh, yeah, I was, a, I was the Caucasian in the club. And, uh, 
I came over the table, you know, it's a little intimidated, I guess. Um, I, I came over the table and said, hey, you sounded, you sounded great. And she, was, she very politely said thank you and kind of, uh, and that was that, you know. He, he thought I snubbed him. Uh, well, no. Yeah, yeah, see, now here's where we get to the Yeah, let's the get to the, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. being a guy, I've been trained well enough to know that her story is going to be a little bit more accurate, <laughs> or, 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 or at least is the one that's going to carry the day. Well, So what's your recollection of uh, what happened? You know how those movies are, they show a person's, different people's uh, uh, interpretation of the same event. Yes. Well, first of all, I will say, um, I went in um, with my friends, you're right, and it was Shadon's, and I sat in, but remember, I had, hadn't had much experience at all with a live band. Right. So That's a I lot was different scared live. out of my brains. Yes. And um, I can say this now, I didn't smoke a lot of weed, but my friends smoke weed, and so I smoked weed that night, and so I was already like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh, I, this is the first I've heard of it. Oh, I smoked, a, <laughs> I smoked a little weed with the girls. And, and I was already like, and I hadn't gone out to nightclubs that much. I really was in school and, um, and in the church. Hadn't gone to right. night. I didn't really know what to wear. And they had to help me find clothes to wear. And I just was so, and then when I got up to sing, I didn't think I sounded good. Because I didn't know I was right. high. <laughs> and I was scared. And then he, he was, you know, he said, he said that to me and I was like, okay, thank you, because I didn't think I sounded great. So that's, that's what that was. So was that kind of the first feedback first then from yeah. a professional uh, musician at that point? Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then we didn't really, uh, that night, we just kind of said hello. And then I think, now see, this is the part that gets her, I think what happened to her, or with her, is that she wanted to confer with her friends to make sure that everything was going to be cool. I think she had a certain yes. amount of peer pressure or she was feeling that like she could, that could be the case, you know. I have never dated a white guy ever in my life. Yeah. You're yeah. my first and only, so it was different. And I told her all kinds of lies about white guys because... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I never had. And, and he certainly, I find him quite attractive. And so I didn't know how to date and, you know, and you know, well, go through it, that whole thing. Yeah, and if it makes you feel better, I don't think we ever really learn how to date. Okay. Well, I had just, no smooth moves. Yeah. So, yeah, and I was just really scared. And, and we, go, go ahead. Oh, we had bumped into each other. After that, we bumped into each other several times and then, you know, just started talking. The conversations right. got longer and more fun. Yeah. And, you know. But anyway, did I interrupt you? No, no. And I noticed he had the most beautiful legs. Ooh. He had some crazy. Want to see him? No, no. That was 25 years ago. Yeah. Anyway, they're still beautiful. <laughs> they're beautiful. But yeah, we, we got, uh, there was uh, some musicians that wanted to put a band together. Right. And um, with the, the young lady that I was uh, out with that night and her boyfriend who was the bass player. And so we all kind of sat around and had a meeting about it. And I noticed when we came in, there was an empty seat on either side of me and one across the table. Guess where he sat? He sat across the table. You know he did. Yeah. And then I was like, I don't like him. But anyway, <laughs> but I do like him. Yeah. And so my friends thought that it would be a good idea to kind of hook us up together. Yeah. So, so at, the, at that age, I would have sat across the table from you yeah. as well. I to, probably would to, have. Today, to. I, I would, I'd sit next to the lady. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of things you just don't know. Right. when you're young and you don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. yeah. And knowing him the way I do, 
that's just his nature. He's very polite and very um, um, conscientious, almost painfully so. But um, I, that's what I've grown to appreciate about him. I'm kind of like a bull in a china shop sometimes, just ex you know, s showing the emotion that I'm feeling then. And, but he's, he's somewhat more reserved. Right. And he thinks more. <laughs> I respond. And you respond. So then so you end up gigging together mm -hmm. and growing closer over time, and you eventually started writing your own material together. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, we did. I, I hadn't ever written songs, and he had um, about five or six tunes that you had written throughout your life, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And so I convinced him to please let's do an album, right. and um, and it was um, it was painstaking. We learned a lot. Mm -hmm. We learned a lot, mm -hmm. and um, and it wasn't easy. Um, I'd like for us to record again sometime. Um, we know better how to do it. Right. Um, it was a, indeed a labor of love. Mm -hmm. um, and he helped me write a little bit more, so I trusted him. Right. And that, that's really a big part of writing together, is just trusting the other person. Yeah. We, you know. we were both actually, prior to the, uh, the uh, record or record that the CD, what, CD yeah. that we produced. Yeah, um, we were in another band, and uh, I, I'm not going to say what it was, but it was a band where we didn't. Neither of us really had any uh, control right. over what happened, you know. And it just went. It just kept on going the same way, and it, right. eventually there got to be a little animosity. And that, but that was kind of like uh, that was a type of motivation, you know. Mm -hmm. You get out of that situation, and then you have to kind of land on your feet and do that. And, right. and it's like, well, let's do all the stuff that we were going to do mm -hmm. that we didn't seem to have the time or the power to, to get going. Right. So we, it was it was a lot of work, but it, yeah. it was we had to do it. You had to, we had to birth that CD. You know, yeah. it had to happen. You know, so. Yeah. So we're set up. To have you all do a tune or two for us, would sure. you? Would, could you? Can I get you to do something? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the, I think the, the first song we had talked about was "I Am." Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where, 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 where did that Where did that come from? Well, it came from um, over the years I've collaborated with um, my husband as well as other songwriters. Um, a friend of mine named uh, Ed Snyder, Edward Snyder. He owns Gresham Music. He's been. Uh, um, we we recorded a CD together called "Yes Please." And again, like, like Mark, um, Ed had had some songs laying there, and I'm always an advocate for musicians who have um, original music. Right. I'm always like, come on, well, let's record it. I'm like, come on, let's just do it. And so he and I uh, um, recorded the Yes Please album has uh, 10 to 12 originals on it. Mm -hmm. And so with the, uh, Ed has joined the gospel choir that Mark and I are um, a part of. And with those gospel influences, Ed came up with I am that I am. He came up with the, the uh, structure of the song and then I wrote some verses. Right. And so it turned into this really, really beautiful tune that um, we are now doing with the Portland Interfaith Gospel Choir and um, a good friend of ours, um, Shelton, um, James Shelton came down from, uh, C uh, no, no, where is he from? He's out of Philadelphia. Philadelphia. He came down and recorded the original piano track, and, and it's just a beautiful song. I am that I am. God is always everything. Yeah.
Wonderful. Well, let's take a listen to it. Here's Mark and LaRonda Steele with their original song, I Am. That was wonderful. Yeah, well, yeah, that was great. Thank you for coming in here and doing that for us. Um, in terms of, you know, we've talked about the two of you as, as a couple and, and your musicality and where that came from, from your parents, you've got two lovely daughters who are very musically inclined as well. Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, they had to be. They weren't going to get away uh, from me without... <laughs> being a part of it. I, right. I sang with my sister and my mom and um, and she my mom sang with her family. That's just the way it is. And so that's kind of um, that's what I saw it as. I mean right. we've got this incredible piano player here that that lives that I'm married to. So let's 
let's all sing and play together. That's just natural. Yeah. Now, now do you see the girls going into music full time or? You know what? They're, uh, they're, they're feeling it out. It, it's, a, it's a possibility. Yeah. But we're not going to try to steer them one direction or the other because right. they're doing they're doing great at whatever they decide to do. Right, so, we we have been probably because we're not trying to make them. We're not trying to make us them be any. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. And that's a that's a big lesson for parents to learn. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, it just was easy for us. I'm not into pressuring, yeah. except for when I when I first well except for when I first pressured them <laughs> into singing. You made, you made them sing on the CD. I Remember did. That? Yeah. And then Linda Hornbuckle had. Um, Lauren sing an original song at the Waterfront mm -hmm. Blues Festival in front of thousands. Right. I think she was like 13 or 11 or 13 yeah. and she, she got the bug then yeah. and, and uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. They're both very musical. Sarah mm -hmm. um, studied with uh, Israel Ano drums and a couple of times with Brian Foxworth and she's actually got great rhythm. She's a great drummer. Mm -hmm. she, she just didn't like the fact that drums have to be set up and tore down. Right. At each gig, oh, that's a lot of work. And she, she, <laughs> she, well, she had other. She's a social animal. Yes, she is. Yeah. So she's, in fact, she. I think she's really interested in political science. She's in the band um, at Howard. At Howard, Howard. Howard. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, I think she, she might be leaning into political science or politics. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and she's got a lot to say. <clears throat> and she's oh, yeah. constantly. She's a very good. Uh, uh, Debater. She and her dad. <laughs> well, I just sit back and watch it. D dinner time yeah. conversation. Oh, oh man. No, we, we, yeah, we get, we'll sometimes get uh, uh, downright like angry. Mm -hmm. It's always very temporary, you know. It, 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 it's like it, right. we're yelling at each other, you know. <laughs> Yeah, and, and Lauren and, and I, we and, just and sit and watch. Be, uh, sit yeah. watch. Yeah. And then it'll be okay, though. So she knows yeah. how to do that. She knows how to be, like, aggressive and then ease off. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, so she's going to, if she goes into politics, she'll be good at it, yeah. I bet. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, it's, it's a treat watching our kids grow up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's fun to watch yeah. it. You can kind of live a little bit vicariously yeah. through what they do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's half the joy, so that's another reason not to try to make them into yeah. little versions of you. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't want the, them to be a little version of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be better, stronger, faster, wiser. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think we all want that for our kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, you mentioned the uh, Portland Interfaith Gospel Choir. Mm -hmm. that, I hope I got the name yes, right. That's a, a project that I, I know is very near and dear to both of your hearts. Um, mm -hmm. Where did that come from? Um, it came originally from um, a wonderful lady. Uh, who came up, I remember we were at Top Elias, and um, oh boy, why am I not remembering her name? I've been having issues with remembering names. But it's uh, the Interfaith Choir is based off of a, uh, the mother choir in Oakland, California. It's called the Oakland Interfaith Gospel Choir. And what this um, entails, this mission statement is to use gospel music as black gospel music as a way to bring people of all faiths, all races, all genders, all whoever you are um, together to sing the art form of black gospel music. And there are interfaith choirs all over the world. They had, uh, we had a convention down in Oakland about two or three years ago, and there was a choir from Kenya, there was a choir from uh, uh, Vancouver, BC, there was a, a, a Danish choir, 
um, just from all over the world. And it's amazing to see the, um, uh, the love and the honoring of black gospel music. Right. I mean, th those folks knew more about it than I did. I, I lived it, so a lot of the, somewhat of the facts and stuff aren't right. necessarily in my brain. I just live it, and I grew up in it. And uh, um, Janice uh, Marie Scroggins was the first piano player. And she, uh, her name is Christy Hellum. She started it, okay. um, and she approached Janice. And Janice said yes. And then I thought to myself, hmm. You know, <laughs> I had some prejudices. I did. Um, I said, are you sure? And she said, Janice said to me, yes. She said, look at how happy everybody's face is. People want to learn this. People want to, to embody that spirit, you know, that, that expression. And she said, why, why would you say no to that? Why, you know, it's always yes. And I was like, okay. So I learned a lot. It's been about seven or eight years learned a lot about letting go of what I think it's supposed to look like right. and, um, and letting go of, of trying to be cool for other people. You know what I mean? Right. So I'm not sure what the African-American community thinks about it. Um, I just know what's right in my heart, which is to share this music. I mean, if, if, and we are not a religious um, endeavor. It's, it's, not, okay. it's not a religious, uh, um, um, we don't put any of the philosophies from the music on anybody. That's, that's where uh, the interfaith part comes in. So we have Jewish people, we have agnostics, we have um, Buddhists, we have science of mind people. And when we all get together, we study the art form and, uh, of black gospel music. So. It's been really interesting. It's like it shouldn't work, but it does. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, music definitely has a, a power to to transcend and mm -hmm. touch people very, very deeply. Mm -hmm. w what do you see happening in that circle while you're rehearsing or taking a look at a particular song mm -hmm. or a gospel writer? What I've seen happen <clears throat> is people finding uh, their voice. I've had several choir members come up to me and say, you know, um, I didn't really sing much or, or, or um, it's been 20 years since I sang. You know, I had a, a, a music teacher that, you know, treated me badly right. or, or I was involved in um, a church and, and I was ostracized because of this or that. And, and so they, there's a lot of wounds that are actually healed. Not that we're, we are not a ministry. That's just what the power of music does. The healing power. It's yes. the healing power of music. Um, I've seen people um, who are kind of introvert gain this, this community and they get together and they have a good time almost so it's like, y'all need to stop talking, we gotta learn music. But you, you find your place. We've got this term, we've got um, beautiful people who identify as she. You know, I've, I've had to ask, what pronoun would you like for us to use? Right. And that, to me, is such a great opportunity to, to live what you're singing about, to live that inclusivity, to live the idea of cooperation among people who come from different backgrounds. And I've seen people 
people just grow and are more open and they're more expressive in the way that they sing. A lot, a lot of them are just like hands down to the side and have never swayed and clapped. And, and it's a safe place to learn that. We're not mocking anybody a little bit, but <laughs> we'll mock you enough yes. lovingly to, to get you to loosen up. There's a prod. Yeah, so I've seen it change people's lives in that way. We've actually had people, uh, uh, we've gotten emails having to do with people suffering from uh, uh, borderline severe depression mm -hmm. that actually said it helped them, you know, to recover, get on the road to recovery, which is just like, you know, that's the biggest gift you can get. That's what I'm talking about. Well, isn't it incredible what happens when we actually bring people together mm -hmm. and we can see each other as individuals? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then when you make, when you have that sound and you're all sounding so good, Oh, there's nothing yeah, else like it. Yeah. yeah, it's a beautiful sound. And I get to stand in front of it. I've thanked the choir many times. I said, thank you for letting me stand in front of you and listen to you grow and learn these songs. I said, it's right. just such a gift. Yeah. Now, John Gaynor is also a co-director as well. So uh, myself, John, and Mark are the musical leaders. Yeah. So if, yeah, where can someone go to find more information? Well, you can go to, uh, I think it's uh, gospelmusic. No, portlandgospel.com. Portland so yes, and we have a Facebook page. Okay. It's the Portland Interfaith Gospel Choir. We also have our major fall fundraiser coming up November 24th. November 24th. It's a Sunday at Mount Tabor Presbyterian Tabor Space. So. Well, I'm glad yeah. we were able to get this up and Ooh, me too. out in front of this. So, so. please come and, yeah, and just, it's such a wonderful uh, experience. Yeah. 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 You've mentioned the, the healing power of music, which is, uh, for me at least, somewhat of a segue to some of mm -hmm. your own personal struggles mm -hmm. and what you've had to face. And I, and I know um, there's, there's going to be a little bit of a delay when we get this actually out in, in to our uh, website, but just yesterday you had a, a very important event in your <laughs> yeah, life. I did. Um, I call it a mommy gram, but now it's mommy and daddy gram because men need to actually, uh, males need to actually go and get screened as well for breast cancer. Yes. So um, I've known at least two to three, um, there are two to three men in my life who have been diagnosed with breast cancer. Right. So um, yeah, I've, I am cancer free. Um, uh, from stage three breast cancer, uh, diagnosed in 2013, and uh, I'm cancer-free since then. Had whew, had surgery after surgery, chemotherapy, radiation, and every single time just got back up because um, at the same time I was still directing the Interfaith Choir, and that just brought me so much joy and healing to be with my musical community and to right. still be doing what I loved. Yeah. And so it's it's been an incredible journey. It's not easy. No, it's definitely uh, not easy. I mean, you, you and I have talked about this before. My mom had breast cancer pretty much at the same time you did. Mm -hmm. And it's, it is not, it's not an easy struggle. And she's a bit older. I was about 40 something. Yeah. So they just kind of threw the book at me, radiation, chemo, mastectomy, all of this stuff, reconstruction, you know, so. 
I, I'm grateful to even just be sitting here. And it was good to see your mom yeah, oh, yeah, a couple uh, of weeks ago. Yes, yes. She, she thoroughly enjoyed oh, that. Oh, she's yes. a sweet lady. Yes, I, I will pass that along to her. Well, actually, Mom, you're watching this. So, Yay. So you can hear what uh, LaRonda just had to say. Yeah. Um, but uh, how did, I, I'm tempted to ask you how music helped you through that. How did it help you? Uh, good question. Because that's not easy watching someone you love well, I mean, go you know, through that. Yeah, it's not. But it, 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 it yeah, definitely we had some, uh, uh, man, I don't want to talk about anything that's too personal, but there are some songs that actually uh, oh. got me. Gregory Porter. Oh, boy. He was there with me at every appointment through the hours of uh, chemotherapy. He was sitting right there, yeah. drove me to all of the radiation treatments, which was every day for about six weeks. Yes. Had to go and get the radiation treatments. And he saw the tubes hanging out. He helped me drain the tubes. Lord Jesus. Yeah. Great reporter. I'm better now. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. But yeah, so, the, those great reporter tunes are really uh, something else. Yeah. I've mentioned them three times now, so I guess. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. pretty amazing. You got to check Greg reporter out. Yeah, I, I will make a note of that. Great poet singer. The two of you definitely seem to have come out on the other side in a really, really good place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We, um, yeah, I just, I just love him. I, I, I just love him. He's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, no matter how troublesome I am. No, no matter how much of a, a male, of a, yeah. male headedness that uh, yeah. you know, we, we bring to the table. See, I added like two syllables that would have described what I am, but I'm not gonna. Uh, no. no. <laughs> I can't do that. Yeah. Well, well, I don't have a, I don't have a delay and a bleep. <laughs> oh, you know, so yeah, I, I yeah. couldn't take that out on the fly anyway. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I, I'm curious about how this maybe kind of this theme of, of the, the closeness of the two of you relates to the music that you write together. How does that come out? Oh, you know, we haven't written anything in a long time. Right? We don't write that much together. No. We did, uh, I, well, we you did know what? I, I come to him with a melody, and I say, can you put some chords to this? Because I do, some, sometimes when I write now, it's, it's, it's dealing with the, um, the choir or the church okay. that I'm at. And I'll say, honey, I got some lyrics, and can you put some chords <laughs> to this? Mm -hmm. But I don't know why. Ask him why he won't write with me anymore. Uh, well, I kind of okay. Well, why 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 won't you write with her anymore? Well, after we did that CD, I'm some, asking for a some time ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, after we did that CD, I got a bit burnt out on writing because you know I because I, I was writing a lot for the CD that we did and uh, and uh, man, it's just all all the work that got into it and it right. became very what was very meaningful suddenly became very analytical. Yes, and you, you get caught up in the minutia of it yeah. instead of the you know and it, it's it was kind of hard to get started writing again I, I'm actually thinking about writing <laughs> again our, our daughter Lauren I, 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 I should plug her because I know mm. I talked about she's Sarah. an incredible writer Lauren writes some great stuff she is she's amazing so, yeah. so I'm kind of into listening to what she's doing next because she just 
She goes up into her room for 20 minutes and comes down with brilliance. <laughs> I made a video. Wow. She's like, really uh, good. She's yeah, really she's a good writer. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, she's always been a good writer. She started, you know, in school she wrote well mm -hmm. and, and was well read. So she's, she's been that for a while. Right. So I'm hoping, you know, when you're ready to write again, you might want to write one with me or something. Yeah, you, yeah. you don't have to because I've written with other people too. So, yeah. but, but, yeah. I'm going to write, uh, yeah, write some stuff. In fact, I'm caught up in this. This schedule is so ridiculous right now. But You've got, you all have a lot going yeah. on. He, yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to pass the opportunity by to, to talk about that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that, that's, part, that's probably part of the not writing much because you get caught up in a schedule. You get caught up in a little wind. And yeah, every time you turn out. around, we have to learn too many new songs yeah. for a different project. Yeah. He's doing Black Nativity. You want me to just say it? Yeah, you know? He's doing Black Nativity at the great opportunity to, to be the keyboard player for that this year, as well as the choir stuff, mm -hmm. as well as a country band that he works with in uh, out of Seattle way, mm -hmm. as well as the band stuff that we do. Um, what else are you doing? I think those are the, but that's okay. enough. Right. Good mm -hmm. Lord. And he's charting all these things out. Um, he's the musical director for the choir. And so once we start performing, he's got a, uh, write the charts and be uh, direct the mu the other mus musicians. Mm -hmm. So I've got the choir, uh, uh, director of music for uh, Portland Center for Spiritual Living. I work with the ants in the kitchen. I work with, oh, Frogtown, Philip Peltier. We're going to be traveling here in November. Okay. Frogtown. Uh, <laughs> what else? And we're doing a Nina Simone tribute. Mm -hmm. um, and you're doing that with Julia Michi, right? Yeah, we're, yeah. we're going to yeah, Manzanita. Yeah. That's a, we got our, when's our rehearsal? Oh shoot, our rehearsal's at four today. Oh, we're okay. Oh, okay. And um, we also have our longstanding um, um, uh, uh, Nina Simone tribute that's at the Alberta Rose. Right. Yeah. And that's gonna be next March. That's the, the main one there. But you know, just, and then I'm gonna be working with Art Abrams. We're gonna be doing. Yeah. We're gonna be sing I'm gonna be singing some Elvis tunes Ooh. I hear in front of a big band. big band. Oh, Elvis <laughs> versions. That, yeah, that, that could that. be really good. Yeah, it, it could be. It will yeah. be. So I'm doing all of that in this brain while, yeah. and he's doing all of that. You know, while we sit here. So, so sometimes we get to say hello as we pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, for <laughs> real. Uh, so yeah. definitely appreciate you taking the time to, to come in here and, and, and do this for yeah. us. Um, could we get you to do another song? Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, I think we had talked about Full Grown Woman. Yeah. And, that, and that's another original, right? It yeah. is. Yeah. Can you yes. tell us about that song? Well, I was in the, the depths of uh, chemotherapy, and they, it was a particularly tough series of treatments because they, they mixed two cocktails for the first half, and then for the second half there was a different cocktail, and it caused some neuropathy and... Right some severe, just a, some, just really awful pain. And for a minute there, I forgot who I was. I was doing okay, I could jump back up. The music kept us distracted and inspired right. during that time. Uh, and the kids, of course, too, right? Getting up and taking them to sushi every Sunday, you know, even when I didn't feel like it. Um, but this song came when I was particularly down and I had had some surgeries and lost all my hair and I, was feeling awful about myself. And so I had to go back to my roots, which are gospel and blues. And I say, who am I? I'm not the pain. I'm not the, I'm not my body. I'm not my hair. I'm not any of that stuff. Who am I? I'm a, 
I'm a full grown woman. I love the, you know, it's kind of based on that. I'm a man, right. a hoochie coochie man. Well, I'm yes. a full grown woman. G R O W E D. Yes. That's right, baby. All right, that's that uh, Oklahoma influence. That's that Oklahoma yes, thing. Full, I know you're, you know, full grown. I get it, but I'm yeah. grown, full grown. Yeah. Baby. All right. Well, then uh, here's uh, Mark and Miranda Steele once again with full grown woman. She knows what she wants. She knows how to get it. She'll buy you some breakfast and have her way with you. Pull you in so deep, you just might regret it. But there ain't nothing, nothing you can do. Yeah, she's a full-grown woman, tested, tried, and true. Yeah, a full-grown woman, baby. And I got my eye on you. Yes, I do now. Hey. I'm gonna cast my net. I'm gonna reel you in. Cause LaRonda's looking for the one with the uh, prettiest fin. <laughs> when I smile on you and when I look your way, nothing in your world will ever be the same, baby. Fully grown, tested, tried, and true. I'm a full-grown woman, baby, and I got my eye on you, yeah. I've been tried by the fire, y'all. I've been dragged through the pouring rain. Had pain all through this body. Felt like I'd never be the same. And with a lot of love, with a lot of time, my fire's still burning bright, and I'm still in the fight, baby. Full-grown woman, tested, tried, and true, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm a full-grown woman, baby, and I got my eye on you, yeah. Hey, hey. Say full-grown woman. Say full-grown woman, yeah. G-R-O-W-E-D, baby. Uh. I'm a full-grown woman, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fully grown, tested, tried, and true, yeah. I'm a full-grown woman, baby, and I got my eye on you. Uh, 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 uh.